Welcome back to Points and Doinks. This is episode 15. We're going into week 13 in the NFL. I am your host, Travis, from Trapdoor to Hell, like always. We have Tyler from Trapdoor to Hell. Tyler, how you doing? Uh, I'm chilling. And then there's Cheese from Curveballs and Chair Shots. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. It's fun to actually have co-hosts on my podcast again. Oh, I don't know why. Why? Why, so did, <laughs> why didn't you call me on Friday? I could have done Dominic's picks. It was a very uh, last-minute decision. Yeah, and uh, you, you like to have your fun on your Friday night, so didn't want to intrude. Yeah, I, w- I would have only went on for half the podcast anyway. Look at that! I wouldn't even show up for a full podcast. I mean, what am I going to talk about on the back end? Like, <sighs> let's be honest. You just make something up, and I can run with it. Well, if you don't want that, dude, that episode will be two and a half hours long. You do you do like I do and just watch recap videos of whatever happened in wrestling for the week and just try to bullshit from there. All right. Well, anybody who's listened to this, go listen to Curveballs and Chair Shots. Listen to Trapdoor to Hell. I was going to say, but don't listen to Trapdoor. Only listen to Curveballs and Chair Shots. And of course, you're here with us on Points and Doinks. Now, we do have real quick. So we got a we have a question. Ex- we got a little bit of extra time. We got a little bit of extra time, especially because the Baltimore uh, Steelers game got moved to tomorrow night. We record on Tuesday nights, so the waivers don't go in till tomorrow night. So we don't have to rush and do waivers. So let's do questions if you have one. Oh, I, I remembered. I asked for questions again, and I did not get any questions on curveballs and cherry shots. But sa- shout out to Bros Bump and Beers who spam liked a bunch of our posts on the Instagram. Didn't even follow us, just liked our post for some reason. Shout out that person. Mm-hmm. That's it? Oh, that was, that's, all, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, okay. Haley, <laughs> Haley, our number one fan, only email or only asks us questions for the regular shows. Exactly. I thought yeah. you actually had a question that I got excited and then, wow. I'm just double checking to make sure. But I'm pretty you don't sure have to, you don't have to double check, Trav. Mr. X, do. Dominic, Matt Shannon, Josh Tango, Tyler Gunderson, and Laura saw the post but did not feel compelled to ask a question. Yeah, I have no questions for you guys. All right. Well, I guess we'll just get straight into it then since there's no questions. But remember, we do have extra time. So why don't we start real quick with uh, some of the headlines from the week then. We'll do waivers after. Um. Real quick, how'd you guys do? Ask me after the Ravens-Steelers game. If the Ravens and Steelers game is played, probably going to lose. I am holding a 1.3 point advantage with Justin Tucker and the Ravens defense. Still to play my opponent. Yeah, I got got, uh, railroaded by Johnny Roca. Uh, For those of you who who are uh, part of the uh, what what is it? The CTE league that we are in, the one that all three of us are in. That you would know that uh, me and Johnny Roca had a fifty dollar wager on this week, and Derek Henry just ran wild on my ass, and uh, my two uh, running back, uh, long shot running backs with uh, Brian Hill and and Jordan Wilkins just couldn't get it going. So unless somehow the Steelers defense could put up. 40 fantasy points on uh, Wednesday, I'm fucked. Yeah, um, I'm one for three. I 
I got had in a lot of leagues. Uh, CTE league, we got I got beat by four points. It, you know, it is what it is. Got screwed by a couple players. And but you um, also had Tyreek Hill, who had one of the best fantasy days of all time. Yeah. So. Now, now the problem was lies with Ceh having four points, and then Kareem Hunt having similar points, and then also Tyler Lockett only having five points. So yeah, doesn't really do you any good. And that's well, one of the after having a fantastic Thanksgiving. Cam Newton decided to go out and have like eight points, which in our league is like having negative points. It's terrible. Yeah, it was bad. But poor Cam. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what one of the things I want to talk about right up the right up the top because on Sunday morning I got real nervous finding out that Austin Eckler was going to be back. I had, you know, I had in one league Wayne Gallman, Kareem Hunt, and Ceh, and another one I had. C.H., Kareem Hunt, and Austin Eckler. And I was trying to figure out which kind of three-way swing I was going to do here. Uh, instead of just trusting myself, I went to group text and our friend Gary out there. Just, just, I mean, look, man, I don't normally trust a lot of people. But when he goes out there and throws the C.H. needs to, is a is a basically every set week starter. Set it and forget it guy. He said that to me. And he made me second guess it. Now in one league, I was too late. I was doing it at the buzzer. So the first league, I switched out. I swapped out Wayne Gallman for C.E.H., which screwed me. But I still won that league, so it's not a big deal. The other one fucked me over. Because I or no, the other one was good because I benched CH and I had Austin Eckler and Kareem Hunton. Now Kareem Hunt didn't perform, but he was still the better of the trio. That's the main thing I want to talk about here is we see now what the Chiefs are gonna do when they have face a team that's I would say I would say the Tampa Bay Bucks defense is formidable formidable against stopping the run, and they just chose to air it out. They didn't even hardly use them at all, even when they got up so anybody who was thinking about making a dumb decision like me and thinking that ceh is going to be you know set it and forget it got to play the matchups especially in these coming weeks yeah i think i think he's starting in your lineup like more often than not but yeah there are just certain like he's not matchup proof though like you said you definitely have to play play the matches matchups but like if he's if he's facing like a uh a middle of the road, like not not a top ten, but like maybe a eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth ranked defense. I'd still feel comfortable playing Ceh. I think it's just difficult because when you draft him, you probably drafted him to be your RB one, and he's definitely not producing at that level. So your ego is probably taken over. Like you know, I I draft him in this position. I need to play him just to prove to myself that he's worth it. And I think at this point, especially with the playoffs looming. I mean, Wayne Goldman, yeah, he's on the on the Giants, but I think he gets enough touches to warrant him starting. Austin Eckler, question mark, but if he's – I think he's shown that. If he's healthy, you're going to play him. He went off against the Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it was just one of those things where I got ahead of it and I should have trusted. Usually I play matchups and I try not to get into that whole – He's I drafted him at this. He needs to stay there. But it just – when he asks for help from somebody and they show throw out guarantees, you don't like that. Speaking of more running backs here, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders goes down this week. Now he may start. He may not start. Uh, what do you think going forward – with him this week, and we, I mean, the Raiders play terrible against the Falcons this weekend. So, uh, what are some fantasy opinions going forward with this team? 
I think it's more of a blip than what they're going to be going forward because they play the Jets next week. That's a, a plus matchup. I think you're going to want to start Josh Jacobs. If he does play, I mean, last year we saw he was always kind of hurt. He did miss time, but for the most part, when he had designations, he was playing. So I think Devontae Booker, the backup, is kind of a priority waiver ad this week. We've even seen him, I think it was against the Chargers, where the game, like, he just went off even with Josh Jacobs producing as well. So I think he's definitely kind of the guy to look at. But it's no guarantee that Josh Jacobs won't play and Booker will be in there. Yeah, they were saying it was a sprained ankle on Monday is what what it came out to be. He has a chance to play this week, but uh, I would be a little worried if I'm a Josh Jacobs owner. And if you are a Jacobs owner and you don't already have – the uh, have backup with Devontae Devontae Booker Booker, then I would definitely be putting him as a high priority because we've seen that Jacobs has has kind of struggled with injuries the first couple years or the the, these last couple years uh, being being in the league and also they have a pretty uh, easy fantasy uh, playoff schedule Uh, like she said they play the Jets this week gets a little tougher with Indy next week but we just saw Derrick Henry run wild on him and then they play the Chargers. Well, that was because the uh, that was because the linebacker was out. Um, Darius Leonard. Dar- no, 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 no. Not Darius Leonard. The dude who they just got from uh, the 49ers last year. Can't remember his name. I'm blanking. No idea. It wasn't Darius about. Leonard out, but it was the other guy that they just picked up. Everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. Devontae per- Parker uh, Booker, excuse me was a web wire option that, that I had on my list for this week. He's only owned an 8% of leagues. And I also have Henry Ruggs thrown in there because of the favorable matchup with the Jets, only owned in 31% of leagues right now. And if there's any – they need they need him going to get the offense better. And if there's any week to get him going, I say it's this week against the Jets, favorable matchup. So I think Henry Ruggs should have a big week. I think for Henry um, Ruggs, I think I'm, I want to stay a little bit away from him just because he's like so boomer bust and he's kind of more bust recently. I know plus matchup against the, the uh, Jets, but I feel like there's better wide receiver options out there that are kind of guaranteed more touches than Henry Ruggs. I mean, you're definitely starting him for the upside, but I just don't know if the upside is there. I mean, who if, are some if, other wide receivers that you're looking at, Cheese? Yeah, go for it. I would say Michael Pittman. He, we've been talking about him forever. I think Jacoby Myers, he's definitely a guy out there. He's the number one guy in New England at the moment. Julian Edelman is on COVID, so he's going to be gone for a couple weeks. And then Corey Davis, we talk about him forever. I think he's kind of over the threshold. I think those are two guys, Pittman and Jacoby Myers, that I would pick up over Henry Rooks. There you go. Good stuff. And on that, let's talk about another wide receiver that just came back and had a very impactful week and what it does for the offense over there. Debo Samuel comes back after a long injury stint or stint on the IR. And um, he had a big day against the Rams. So pretty, you know, pretty good defense when the 49ers win. Uh, how do you think this affects going forward? Are they going to continue to feed him? And what goes because Ayuk was on um, the COVID nineteen list, so yeah. he should be back this week. What do you think the that effect is there? Because uh, Brandon Ayuk was starting to just get going. Well, what's good is the Niners have always shown that they've tried to generate touches for Debo Samuel. They know he's probably their best play playmaker on the field, so you know he's going to get at least five to six touches, whether they're actual receptions or run plays or, or what be it. So the ball is going to get to him at some point, which you like to see. And he's a, he's a great playmaker. I think 
I think this is the uh, this is just the beginning for for him, and he's gonna he's gonna thrive the rest of the year. Yeah, I think Debo is definitely going to be the top guy over there. Going to take some touches away from Brandon Ayuk, and I mean. They, they got a, a not a easy schedule, but, you know, there's some defenses I think you can take advantage of. And I think Debo, you know, maybe he didn't draft him super high to be the guy, but I think he's a flex wide receiver two option that definitely can put up a lot of points and help you in the playoffs. Especially if George Kittle stays out. Uh, and they were talking about it this week that George Kittle and um, what's the quarterback? Uh, why am Jimmy I G. On Jimmy G are still – iffy whether they're going to be back to play this week so i wouldn't expect them back um so that that helps out with the the load over there what's going on in minnesota dalvin cook came out of the game i seen alexander madison was on a lot of people's um waiver wire options what's going on over there he has a little bit of an ankle injury it seems it's not too serious dalvin cook it looks like he's going to be back he's going to play this week against i am blanking on the team that they are playing if i could uh the jaguars playing the Jaguars. so plus matchup there but uh i mean alexander madison i keep talking about i think people like him should be rostered on 100 percent of leagues because he's such a valuable backup but uh, i I don't think you're if you're picking up this week you know you can hope that maybe something happens a little hiccup later in the week but i i think i'd bet on dalvin cook playing this week uh, another so you would say, oh, oh, go for it. Jesus Christ, Travis. <laughs> well, like you take too episode. long to start talking. <laughs> <clears throat> I just, well, you know, you, you I, take too long to start talking. So I, you would say if anything, he's more of a waiver wire option as a handcuff, kind of like we're talking about with Devonte Booker more so than expecting him to output. Yeah. I mean, we have the Buccaneers and the Panthers on a buy. So for the most part, you're not like, you know, too handcuffed in terms of buys. So if you want to pick up somebody like that, who has a lot of upside, if someone goes down or there's a hiccup with an injury, I think it's, it's definitely a good pickup. If you're set at wide receiver set at running back. Go ahead, Ty. Uh, A guy that I had brought up to you guys last week, and we kind of put him in the same regard as should be a handcuff was uh, Latavius Murray. And we saw that with the the way the Saints are running their offense now, it seems like like Al, like Alvin Kamara isn't going to be a big part of the passing game, and he's not being really used as much in the run game. We saw Latavius Murray had 18 touches, ran for 126 yards, and two touchdowns this past week. So if there's if there's a running back out there that I would want to grab, it'd be him, especially if Drew Brees does stay out for the next few weeks. And that's hand, handcuff wise, because well, I, I I want I want him just as like I would play him in a flex spot. Just the way the way that the Saints are 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 playing now, it's completely different than how they were before, and it seems like they're a lot more run heavy. See, I'm I'm just gonna disagree because I feel like this is on the this is on them playing the Denver Broncos, who don't even have didn't even have a quarterback this past weekend. They had to use the practice squad wide receiver that the Saints came in and went, you know what, let's throw the B team out there. We don't even need to put Kamara on the field really. We'll use Latavius Murray. That's why he got the high points. He is used more, I do have to say, but I don't think he's used enough as a flex option. Yeah, I mean, especially playoffs looming i don't know if you want to put all your your eggs in the latavius murray basket if you're trying to get a playoff spot this week i sure it is a little a little it is a little questionable but 
if it does start paying off, it could that that could be something that leads you to a championship. I want to get into some quarterback talk real quick. Has anybody had any word on Daniel Jones? From what the last thing I heard is that it was a minor injury and he's more than likely going to come back this week. I've heard the opposite that it's not super serious, but he will be out this week. Okay. So it's just a one week off thing from, from what they're saying. It's a right hamstring strain and that he might be out multiple weeks. A grade two mm-hmm. hamstring injury. So that's, I mean, that's, he was, that's what I'm hearing. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't most guys starting, um, starting wide uh, quarterback. Excuse me, but that you you know if you were because I think Sterling Shepard was having started to come around some of the wide receivers. Daniel Jones is out. Obviously, those guys drop in fantasy value. Um, but somebody who had a good fantasy week this week and brought their wide receivers with them is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield went off against the Jaguars. Now is the Jaguars. Do we I take mean, did any he go off? Some of those throws were just atrocious. Oh, fantasy wise. He, he performed well enough and the wide receivers, including Jarvis Landry was fantasy relevant. So I'm just trying to figure out, are we putting that on the Jaguars? Are we putting that on, on them? Is it a weather thing? Because we've seen the bad weather in Cleveland. I want to get your guys' opinion. I know this is more of like a real football thing, but I just do not know what to make of the Cleveland Browns. It's like they look pretty good against like every other team besides like the really, really good teams. So I just can't get a real grade on how good they actually are. So it's just I feel like it's too difficult to really. They're playing the Titans this week, you know, kind of middle of the road defense. So it's another kind of weird matchup. But I mean, after I kind of buried Jarvis Landry last week, of course, he falls out. Yeah, I, it seems like Kevin Stefanski is perfectly comfortable with with running the ball a ton, and I think I think it was more on uh, the Jaguars' defense. Just uh, you, you see the opportunity to throw the ball; they're going to take that opportunity. But they have such a a good run game that I can't see them having this high level uh, fantasy relevancy for the wide receivers or even Baker at that at Baker as well. Yeah, I I don't know what it was that made them throw it so much. Maybe it was just they've been running the ball so consistently. Maybe they figured the Jaguars going to dial in on them running the ball and just said, all right, Baker, go ahead and throw it this week. But I don't see that. I see them going back to the running game, especially against Tennessee, where they want to control time of possession a little more and keep their defense off the field. Um, real quick, my one of my waiver wires – uh, pickups this week for quarterback is Ryan Fitzpatrick only in 21% of leagues. We don't, we're not sure what's going on with Tua, correct? I believe Fitzy is the starter this week. Yeah, they're saying Tua, Tua won't be back until his thumb completely heals up. So could be Fitzpatrick and this and next week. And they're trying to make a playoff push. So Fitzy coming in again off the bench, making a playoff push. push, push. God damn, I really like that. And then another quarterback I'll throw out there is Kirk Cousins. I know you guys kind of bag on him a little bit, but he's quietly had a you know a pretty good last couple of starts. And so, as we said, going up against Jesus Christ, I did it again. The Jaguars. They, Jaguars. We saw what Baker Mayfield could do. I think Kirk Cousins is in line, especially if Devin Cook is a little you know banged up, that he could be in for another big game. And Ty, do you have any quarterback waiver options this week? 
Uh, not really. It's just so so spread thin. Uh, it's the, I mean, if we know that the Raiders secondary isn't very good, so if you're really desperate, Sam Darnold looked fantasy decent last week, uh, but that's that's if you're really stretched thin. Yeah. Um. Uh, tight ends. Tight ends are pretty blah. There's not much that you could really go pick up, right? It's such a crap shoot out there. I think the last one we brought up was like Mo Alley Cox, and Let's it see. really just sucks. Robert Tonyan had a good he was forty. He's only forty six percent owned in ESPN leagues. Uh, who went? He went five for sixty seven and a touchdown against Chicago this past week. But oh, and then Trey Burton. Trey Burton uh, looked to be a favorable target there for uh philip rivers but he's kind of hit or miss and finally i have the chargers defense going up against the patriots i like i like that matchup so that's a streaming option i didn't have the percent owned but i'm pretty sure it's not a lot yeah i would i would assume not um I don't really right. know who would who, for for a defense. It's it, it's tough because usually I look at the at the who's out there on waivers, but because everything's so pushed back and on ESPN, you can't look forward a week. You know what I mean? Sure. You can. You're in the NFL fantasy league. You can use that. Yeah, I guess. But it's not a big deal. We we can get, we can move on from this, and we can get on to the um. Or real quick before we move on, and we get on to the scheduling and next week, I want to talk about what are some tactics you're using to get ready for the playoffs for either guys who are trying to make the push to get in the playoffs, guys who are already clinched their spot, or guys who are just maybe trying to win the losers bracket. What what are some advices you got? Mine's probably the latter. Let's be honest now. I'm trying to trying to win that losers bracket, baby. Well, for all the listeners out there, the three of us are battling it out for the last spot. And me and Travis are playing in the last last matchup of the week or of yeah. the year. So this should be fun. <laughs> it'll be, yeah, it'll be I mean, one of us will make it and two of us won't. Yeah, I'll make it. NFC, Don't worry about it. We're the NFC East of the Fantasy Football League because we're all right. under 500 at the point. Yeah. Uh, my other league, I was in first place, so. Yeah, no yeah, I'm also battling for the last spot in playoffs for that for uh, Johnny Roca's league as well. So that's fine. One of the things I wanted to mention when we're talking about this is guys who are clinched in at high um, are going to be high seeding in the playoffs coming up. When you're doing your waivers, like all those waiver options we're giving you right now are for this week. If you need guys that are come and maybe going to have bang weeks, perform this week, if you need to spot somebody this week. But if you've already have a spot clinched for the playoffs, basically, and you want to look forward to that, you got to start looking into guys that are going to be on the waivers who maybe won't be picked up, who maybe are options for, you know, the latter weeks of the season. And instead of trying to win right now, you got to prepare for that. I think one person if you're trying to look ahead would be JK Dobbins. Uh, Not going to play this week or tomorrow, but probably scheduled to be back next week against the Dallas Cowboys. And we've seen him get a lot more touches recently. Yeah. You know, Mark Ingram is there and we don't know exactly what's going to go on with uh, him and Gus Edwards, but I think JK Dobbins, if you're trying to look ahead and maybe try to stash a nice RB two, if you kind of have a little deficiencies there, I think he's definitely got to look at. 
Yeah, I like yeah. Travis's idea of of looking ahead and definitely uh, not just not just focusing on winning. Uh, I mean, you still want to put out your best lineup that you can this week, and and you really want to solidify yourself as that with that top spot to play maybe one of the one of the weaker opponents uh, early on in, in your uh, playoffs. But yeah, I would definitely be looking ahead and looking at matchups for two three weeks down the road. Yeah, so just a quick, so these are the numbers. I think this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So the eight, I'm going to lay out some numbers for the eight most points against. So at the quarterback position, the Seahawks are the most, Falcons next, Jaguars, Jets, Titans, Buffalo Bills, Detroit Lions, then Chargers. Then in the running back position, points against most is the Lions, Texans, Green Bay, the Raiders, Jaguars, Carolina, Tennessee, Dallas, wide receivers, Seattle, Atlanta, Minnesota, Dallas, Tennessee, New York Jets, the Buccaneers, and then the Jaguars. So those are your main positions. Tight ends and defenses you're probably going to stream, but those are your main positions that you're looking at waiver wires for. So if you see a guy out there who's maybe a number two or gets is some sort of option for you. And they've got a couple of those guys named uh, in that lineup right there. Then you probably want to go out and pick them up for the rest of the season. Uh, that is if they're scheduled, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to know what's the, uh, who who's getting up the most points against kickers this year. Cause that's, that's where I need the help Trav. I don't. They, they don't have it on oh, the website. God damn it. They only have tight ends and defenses. This they don't have kickers. Those bastards. Yeah, Those bastards. Paul, apologies yeah. to that. But but also like, you want to ride those horses that have gotten you there too. I, I don't. I feel like when you start getting into the playoffs, you don't want to get too cute with it. Like, like you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to. Uh, out overthink yourself. Kind of like like what you did with Ceh. Well, yeah. I let an Asian guy overthink me. With Deshaun Watson or with Will Fuller being out the rest of the season due to PEDs, Deshaun Watson may be a guy who brought you to the dance. Are you a little worried about his value taking a you know a notch down because Will Fuller's not there? And I mean, I don't know if you're and having they, anybody better to start over him, but are you a little worried? And they released Kenny Stills, so it, it, they normally you would think that Randall Cobb and who's the other one over there? Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks would just slide up one slot and Kenny Stills would come in. Kenny Stills gone. So um Deshaun Watson, the thing is he's gonna make it happen with his feet. He's fantasy relevant pretty much no matter if he has a bad matchup, in my opinion. So I wouldn't get too cute with him unless you see a very favorable matchup from somebody else. Yeah, I'd be, I would I would be a little more worried than it seems like Travis is just because losing that deep threat of of um, goddamn I just forgot it Will, Will Fuller, kind of kind of limits you from stretching the field field out, and but like Travis said, Deshaun Watson so talented with his feet, he can get away and and be able to get you points uh, from his rushing abilities. But like, like he also said, you know, if you see somebody with a really good matchup, like maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick is going up against a weak defense or somebody who's out there with a, with a good matchup, like he, like he pointed out all those teams out there that uh, have given up the most points to quarterbacks, then I would probably get away from Deshaun Watson. They play the Colts at the Bears at the Colts. So Oof. 
defenses oh. that might scare you, but we've seen in the past that they've been torched. So that Bears defense is dog tired. Dog tired. All right, you guys want to get into the um this week's matchups? Yes, sir. Whose turn is it? I believe it's my turn. Bruce's time to shine, baby. I went last week, so whoever's after me. All right, so we've already technically previewed this show, and I know if you have people in this game, you're probably going to start them regardless, but what are you looking for tomorrow, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon? The... Well, don't confuse the people. Just skip this game. We already talked about it last week. Don't confuse them. Ah! Okay. Okay. Even though it's a completely different circumstance, you know, the entire Ravens have COVID, but it's whatever. All right. So then moving on to Sunday, we have the Cleveland Browns traveling to Tennessee. Both teams coming off a impressive win. What, what are you looking for here? Travis. First of all, Derrick Henry is going to be just running the ball, doing tractor Cito season stuff. And the Browns are going to try and match him with the two-headed monster. It's like I, I think of it as like Clash of the Titans when they're when the big guys facing the dragon with a, more than one head. It's basically what it is. I don't think there's going to be much offense besides that to look forward to. Um, just that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a ground and pound type game. May maybe if maybe if Tennessee starts getting desperate, AJ Brown could be a nice safety blanket for Ryan Tannehill. But uh, other than that, I would be playing the running backs and AJ Brown. I would kind of stay away from Ryan Tannehill as well, just because they're going to be running the ball so much. The Las Vegas Raiders coming off a very disappointing showing against the Falcons travel to the Meadowlands to take on the New York football jets. Tyler, can the Raiders bounce back against the jets? Uh, Can I say two trap games in a row? I won't, but that, that would be wild. That'd be wild. Uh, I, I do like the Jets wide receivers in here. I like uh, Jamison Crowder and Brashad Perryman. I think they could have decent games against a Raiders not-so-good pass defense. Travis, what do you think about the Raiders offense? Well, first of all, Frank Gore will have the day for the Jets. The Raiders are one of the worst. I mentioned it in my research before about the – uh, most points against, they have the fourth most points against for running backs. So Frank Gore will have the day. Uh, for the Raiders, like I said before, I like Henry Ruggs in this matchup. They have to get him going. They want to take the top off of the Jets. They want to the, – basically, this is a John Gruden show-me-your-dick game, all right? He got fucking pummeled in Atlanta. And he will not let it happen again. So I expect him to pull out all the stops. Darren Waller should have a good day. Henry Rogue should have a good day. Derek Carr should have a good day. All right. Now we got the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Travis, uh, Kirk Cousins, as I said, been cooking lately. Do you think Minnesota continues to cook against the subpar Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, we've seen this just against the Browns where you think it's going to come into this game and it's going to be all uh, running backs, which last week the Browns did use uh, Nick Chubb for over 100, but inside the red zone and kind of around that area when they were going into score, they used a passing game. So Justin Jefferson should be viable. Um, especially with Adam Thielen still out. And then on the Jaguar side, James Robinson. Yeah, I like I like James Robinson and, of course, Dalvin Cook on Minnesota side of the ball. Gardner Minshew has a chance at being back. He practiced, he practiced in limited capacity last week, 
and he has a chance to come back this week. So if that's if that's true, then I could see maybe DJ Chark uh, having a decent game, finally getting a, his good quarterback back. All right, we got the Miami Dolphins hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Tyler, uh, what are you looking for from Cincinnati? Did anything impress you or kind of you know prove what you thought from last week's showing? God, Cincinnati looks so bad with uh, whatever his name is back there behind quarterback. It's going to be tough. We've seen that Miami's defense has played pretty good as of late. I mean, they got they got uh, beaten up a little bit last week, but I think against this bad Bengals team, nothing's really going right for these guys. I think Dolphins defense is going to have a field day against them. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention the Dolphins feel the Do- Dolphins defense having a good week. Excuse me. Um, Miles Gaskin is, I think, preparing to return. So if he comes back in, he is definitely scheduled to have a good day. All right, we've already talked about this a little bit. The Houston Texans host the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Travis, we've already talked about the Texans a little bit. What are you looking for from the Colts side of things? Now, the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, is going to still be out this week. Do we know that? Should be good to go. He was on the COVID. He was on COVID list early, but he should be back and ready to play this week. All right, so that that running back room gets muddied up now that he's back. It was before it was like Naheem Hines. Uh, now that Jonathan Taylor's back, it should be all over the place. We talked about Michael Pittman, though, and Michael Pittman is starting to become a favorite of uh, Philip Rivers. So I really like him in this matchup. Yeah, I, I like everything you're saying over there. And I'm with, with Houston, one of the things we didn't touch on is I believe David Johnson is supposed to be back. Cheese, do you know anything about? He is scheduled. He can return. He can this return, week, but it doesn't mean he will. He's like it's you know, he's served his three weeks. He's designated to return, but it doesn't mean he has to. Either way, I still I just wanted to put out there for the people. If you have David Johnson, I don't think you're playing him. I know that the Colts just gave up big numbers to Derrick Henry, but it's Derrick Henry. He's a completely different monster. We've seen the Colts defense is good enough to stop the run, so. I'd be a little worried about him. Oh, here comes Travis. Let's see. Different DeForest, DeForest. No, no, no. DeForest Buckner was the one who was out last. That's week. not a linebacker, not, Travis. That's why you. What, it, what is he? He's a defensive. My bad. Lineman. My bad. I messed up. God, I was like. <laughs> but you should have yeah. known it when I said he came from the Niners. I kept thinking DeForest Buckner. Is that who that's, it is? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh no, who was I thinking? I was thinking Norris uh, Jenkins. I was thinking Quad Alexander. That's who I was thinking. Okay. Okay, we get an NFC North matchup. The Detroit Lions traveling to Chicago. Not the prettiest of offensive matchups, Travis, but uh, anybody startable on this, this game. game. This game fucking stinks. This game smells like shit. I don't like anything in this matchup. All right. Hashtag analysis. There's Travis's analysis. Uh, on my end, I think that DeAndre Swift will be back think he's going to return back to you know being the lead back over there Kenny Galladay has a chance to play which could potentially be a better day for Matt Stafford and then on the bear side of the ball I think Mitch I think with uh, Nick Foles possibly still being out Mitch Trubisky could be a possible streaming option just based on the fact that Detroit is so bad against the pass 
I think they're ranked like 24th against the pass. So that could be, that could be a situation that you want to look for. And David Montgomery looked pretty decent last week against green Bay, Detroit, another team that's not very good against the run. Green Bay sucks against the run. That's the so only reason Detroit. David Montgomery didn't. So does Detroit. All right, yeah. we got NFC South matchup. Taysom Hill's debut game was against the Falcons. He'll have another one this time in not the Georgia Dome, the Mercedes Benz. I don't know. It's the old, the new Georgia Dome. Uh, Mercedes Benz Superdome. That's New Orleans. Fuck. I thought it was. No, right. there's two Mercedes Benz. They're both Mercedes Benz. Yeah, but, but I said, this, I said Superdome. I think that's. Oh, the- okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Anyways, Fuck. Tyler, Taysom Hill against the Falcons. We've already seen him do it once. Can he do it again? Yeah, I think he has another repeat performance here. I mean, he's been getting it done with his feet. I don't think he's thrown a passing touchdown since in the last three games he started. So I could see him rushing a, a few more for a few more touchdowns. Michael Thomas had a good game against the Falcons. I could see that happening again. And as I said earlier in the show, I like Latavius Murray in the backfield for this, for the Saints. I like Calvin Ridley, especially if Julio Jones is going to be out again. Uh, this is this is where I have to differ from you because Julio Jones doesn't play very well without his or Calvin Ridley does not play very well without his boy Julio Jones on the field. What did he just I, do to the Raiders? He didn't do like he didn't do that well. I think he went like seven for seventy or something like that. Six for seventy. That's good enough. Yeah, but what we've seen from Calvin Ridley, you expect a little more out of him. I, I'm not – okay, so I'm telling you to expect – Six – sorry, sorry, six for 50 and a touchdown. That's good stuff. Six for 50 and a touchdown. I like it. Travis, do you think uh, Michael Thomas's value looked more like the first week or the second week? I know you kind of said they trotted out the B team that second time. So are you expecting Michael Thomas to have a, another repeat game against the Falcons? I expect him to try and get Michael Thomas worked in more. He should he should start to become more valuable, especially as the seeding starts to come out, depending on uh, how the rest of the um, NFC games go. Because I believe that they are the number one seed right now, correct? Yeah, as long as they went out, they got it. They have home field in the bye. The yeah, bye. so... So basically, they're gonna try. I mean, they're gonna try and win every game. It's it's Sean it's Sean Payton. Uh, I don't even think who would be the next one up to the Seahawks. Seahawks gets, I think it gets muddled spot. with like Green Bay and Seattle. They're all kind of like in this. They all have the same record, I think. Yeah, Green Bay, Seattle. So if those guys continue to win, then Michael Thomas's numbers uh, and productivity should keep staying up. If the Saints start to pull away, then you start to see it drop back down again. Speaking of the Seahawks, they host the New York football giants back to you, Travis. Uh, I mean, Seattle against the, the, you know, surging or not surging, but first place New York giants without their star quarterback, Danny dimes. What are you looking the, at here? Yeah. That's the unfortunate part about this is because I would really like the giants uh, wide receivers and Daniel Jones in this matchup, knowing how much points the Seahawks give up. Uh, but because of that, I think Wayne Gallman's still a starter for the Giants. But other than that, I'm real iffy on that. Yeah, I'd be a little concerned. If 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 anything, I would want to play the Seattle defense. We just saw them get to Carson Wentz like eight or nine times. Get got a lot of sacks over there. Then uh, 
in that Philly game. And I think the Giants offensive line is just as bad. So I would like to play the Seattle defense this week. Now, <clears throat> we've seen back and forth between Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf. And it's starting to trend more and more towards only DK. What trend do you see going on with that? I think with Tyler Lockett, when you draft him, you should know what you're getting into. He will put up a 40 bomb, but he'll also put up a four point stinker. Yeah, I'm seeing much of the same. And I think, I think, uh, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll have start have seen the uh, star power that DK possesses. And I think they're going to, they're going to ride him basically. I mean, what, who He's was it? Megatron. They, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the, uh, Jim Schwartz, who's the offensive coordinator over there for the Eagles, went up to DK before the game and said, I was with Megatron in Detroit. You're not there yet. Like, what a stupid fucking thing to say to a wide receiver before the game starts. Well, I mean, DK went off. I mean, yeah, you kind of just rattled the cage, but I mean, he wasn't wrong when you're talking about one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game. And DK's uh, second rookie, second year, second year. Putting up good numbers. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I've lost. It is his second year. Travis. Yeah, I got confused. I was a year, little, little year too early on DK Metcalf. Drafted him last year. He was all right, but he's definitely not putting up what he's doing this year. Then, staying in the NFC West, we have the Rams traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Two teams coming off of disappointing losses, but also two high-powered offenses. Tyler, what do you see here? Arizona struggling a little bit. Yeah, Arizona struggling. And it's not an easier matchup. We've seen that the Rams have been a really, really tough defense this year. Jalen Ramsey has shut down a lot of people's number ones. And I can see it happening again here with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And with Aaron Donald manning that defensive line and, and the linebackers that they have over there in L.A., I'm just so worried about playing any of the running backs over there as well. So this game, this game has me worried for Air, people who have stock in the Arizona Cardinals players. Yeah, I was going to completely agree with you. I don't think uh, – did the Cardinals get the first win out of this earlier this season, out of their they matchup? Have, they have not played yet. They play this week, and then they play oh. 17. Oh, yeah. This is tough. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. I think the Rams, especially after just getting embarrassed by the Niners, should come back with a better game plan and kind of knock the Cardinals. I think this is where the part of the season where the Cardinals – start to fade out of this playoff picture a little bit um, and not performs. Um, Cooper Cup should have a good day. The Patriots just beat Arizona last week and they travel cross country to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. New England wasn't exactly pretty, but they got the job done. And Justin Herbert and the Chargers continue to air it out. Travis, what are you looking for in this game? Uh, Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and um, no, 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 not uh, not Keenan Allen because Stephon Gilmore is going to be on Keenan Allen. But Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert should all have good days, and they should pound the shit out of the Patriots, especially if uh, what's the coach's name knows what's good for him. Anthony Lynn. Yeah, if he knows what's good for him, he better fucking pound the shit out of the char out of the Patriots because he'll find himself out of a job if he doesn't. Yeah, and with Anthony Lynn coaching this this team, I feel like they're not gonna have good enough defensive schemes. I feel like this is a game where Bill Belichick is just gonna outcoach Anthony Lynn, and I could see 
a lot of design runs with Damian Harris and uh, Jacoby Myers and all those guys over there. You're going to see a lot of trickery uh, from Bill Belichick, just trying to just trying to beat Anthony Lynn into submission. So uh, there's a little bit of fantasy relevancy there, like I said, with, with Damian Harris. I'd be a little worried about Cam Newton just because we've seen he has not played his best. But if you're if you're desperate, I can see De- uh, Cam Newton doing just enough. I see the Chargers defense being able to sack Cam Newton at least three or four times. I mean, we see what um, Mr. Bosa just did last weekend. The Green Bay Packers host the Philadelphia Eagles. It is in Green Bay, so always got to watch out for that weather in December. But Travis, what are you looking at here? between the Packers and the Eagles. Yeah, Green Bay should smother them. So guys like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron Jones, um, and uh, Devontae Adams should all be starters. What do you think about, like, Alan Lazard and MBS, Ty? Well, it's looking like uh, Alan Lazard is starting to get work back in after being uh, being injured for the a few weeks ago. Uh, MVS... He's still there. I, I think he's a, a like we've seen all year. He's a big, uh, high high ceiling, low floor type player. He's a boomer bust guy. Um, so I'd be a little worried worried with with him. I even like Jamal Williams just because I feel like him and Aaron Jones have been splitting touches, and I see if the Packers get up big, them leaning more on Jamal Williams, and then with the Eagles. But are you gonna are you gonna start Jamal Williams j- just in case that like this if, if there was ever a week where I would feel confident putting him in a in a flex spot it would be this week like if you if you've rostered him looking for a look just out there looking for a way to get him in this would be the week to do it okay uh, but with the Eagles on the Eagles side of the ball I mean we've seen the pass catchers are struggling. Everybody other than Dallas Goddard seems like Dallas Goddard's their guy. Zach Ertz has a chance of coming back, but Travis Fulgham, you don't, you might as well drop him. He's he's not doing shit the rest of the year. Jalen Rager, it's going to be a little bit tough. We saw Alshon Jeffrey getting in the mix there a little bit, but I wouldn't I wouldn't think much of it. And then with the running back position, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott are are splitting touches. Like the Packers defense is really bad against the run but both of these guys just aren't going to get the volume you want to get the production you expect. And that's the, that's the problem I see with the Eagles running backs. All right. Then a subpar Sunday night matchup with the Kansas city chiefs hosting the Denver Broncos. Hopefully the Broncos have a quarterback for this one, but Ty, uh, are you starting everybody who wears a Kansas city chiefs Jersey in this one? Absolutely. I think I know Travis was a little worried about CEH. I think if the I think he'll have a decent week this week. You'll you'll see a little bit a little bit of an uptick than he had last week, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be expecting like week one where he went for 150 and a touchdown type thing. He'll be he'll be middle of the road. Um but Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, those guys are gonna be fantastic. And then hopefully with Denver uh, having quarterbacks, actually Drew Locke will be able to find Jerry Judy and those guys. So this could be this could be a sneaky shootout game. Um, I see the Chiefs getting up big early, 
and then kind of coasting it out more than likely. But it is a divisional matchup. I don't really disagree with anything Tyler said, so we can move on to the next game. It would help if I didn't mute myself. We have two (laughs) Monday games. We have the Washington football team with their long layoff since Thanksgiving, traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Travis, Washington, you know, I think they have some good running backs. They got Terry McLaurin, Alex Smith, tough defense, and the Steelers. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I like, um, you know, like guys like Ben were starting – um, and we're starting Claypool. I'm not sure. I'm not sold on Juju Smith. I know a couple weeks back I was I was high. I was like I was high on him. Like they need to start getting him the ball. Travis was just high. Big big drug guy. Yeah, I know. So I, I think Claypool and Ben are ones that you're know for sure are gonna produce. Everybody else on the Steelers offense, I'm not too quite I'm not quite sure about. Maybe Deontay Johnson in a flex option. And then for the football team, Terry McLaurin. And um, who was a J.D. McKissick? Is he still getting work out of the backfield? How did he do on Thanksgiving? Uh, Antonio Gibson was ballerific on Thanksgiving. I think he rushed for like 150, had three touchdowns, and was getting passing down work. J.D. McKissick was a little quiet. But I don't know how well they're going to stick to that going into this matchup. I like, I, I'm a little iffy because I, I have stock in Washington players. I have Terry McLaurin. I have uh, Antonio Gibson as well. I'm a little scared just because of how good that Steelers defense is. And I just feel like they would be able to get to Alex Smith pretty easily. And then on the Steelers side of the ball, like what you were saying about your starting Claypool, I'm definitely looking at Deontay Johnson just because we've seen Big Ben and Deontay Johnson have been real, had a real connection this year. And then even James Conner, I know, I think he was on COVID this week, but he has a chance of being back next week. So I, I like him going into next week's matchup. And the Steelers defense should have, should have a takeaway or two. So obviously they're starting. They've they're on a streak of eight like eight seasons where they have a sack in every game. They just Wild. they just uh they just broke the record that the Buccaneers from like their early two thousands had or the nineties nineties early, early 2000s. yeah with uh Warren Sapp and uh what's his name who's the linebacker I can't think of his name, Horst Buckner. <laughs> exactly, you got it. <laughs> All right, the actual Monday night game: the Buffalo Bills travel to Arizona to play the San Francisco. 49ers tie uh, Buffalo, I think has a little more fantasy relevance in San Francisco, but is there anybody in San Francisco you're looking at? Hold up, can I say my joke real quick? Do your joke, Trav. Go All for right. it. The Niners are already used to never playing at home. They haven't been in San Francisco for years. Don't forget to tip your waiters. Yep, thank you. Cricket, cricket. You can cricket. go now, Ty. No, I wanted you to sit on how bad that joke was a little bit more. I know it was a bad joke. Okay. Um, yeah, like we we talked about earlier, Debo Samuel, they're, they're going to generate touches for him. So I like him in this matchup. And even Raheem, I believe it's Raheem Mostert just came back, had a decent running game. So those, those, are, the two, those are my two 49er players that I would actually be looking to start this game. Everybody else, Brandon Ayuk would be kind of a, a shot in the dark flex, but it would be a little tough because of how good that Bills defense has been. 
Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think the the Bills showed tremendous like red zone defense. So I think surprisingly the 49ers are going to be able to work the field on them. Um, who the kicker for the 49ers should be a start. Love to hear the kicker talk. Love yeah, it. and then like Josh Allen. Um, uh, what's his name? Zach Zach Moss was back. Zach Moss. Yeah, he's he's gonna probably gonna start. Um, just for the because of his. What's the word? Amount, uh, usage, whatever the word I'm looking for. Uh, he's gonna get the ball, and they're gonna throw the ball. Is is um, is John Brown back? No, he's on IR. So we're looking at Cole Beasley could have a good game, and Gabriel and Stephon Dav- Diggs. The Stephon Diggs, of course, and uh, but Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis are kind of the two other wide receivers out there that have been getting a lot of who who have been spreading who have been getting the love that john brown was getting Uh, yep all right then the final game tuesday night hopefully it's on tuesday night the baltimore ravens host the dallas cowboys ty we don't exactly know what the ravens will look like so maybe a little hard to kind of look at that end but the dallas cowboys once again looking like trash is amari cooper really the only person that you can start with confidence uh, n- not the only person I do like Zeke. I think Zeke is starting to figure it out a little bit. He had his first game of rushing over a hundred yards this season, uh, on, on Thanksgiving against the Washington football team. So it'd be Zeke and Amari Cooper. Zeke, of course, you're limited, you're limiting your expectations though. So you're not expecting another hundred yard game out of him, but he's going to get a lot of, a lot of workload back there. And I think he'll be okay. I would like to challenge that, Ty. He rushed for 32 yards last week. He rushed for 100 yards the week before. Was it the week before? God Against Minnesota. God damn it, cheese. I was close. I was close. I actually like C.D. Lamb in this matchup. C.D. Lamb. Yep. All right. What, what, about, was... what about on the Ravens side of the ball? Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I think, should have a start against him. Uh, Lamar Jackson should be playing in this game. Well, yeah. that's worth. I mean, <laughs> well, well, that's that's kind of why I bring this up because we know that they've had a rough go at it in a passing game, but it's the Dallas Cowboys defense. We've saw how terrible their pass defense has been this year. So, is this is this a, a good enough game to where you're comfortable starting? Maybe Hollywood Brown. No, no Mark Andrews. Well, uh, uh, Mark Andrews is if there's ever a set it and forget it at tight end. It's Mark Andrews is one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, I just, I haul it. This would be when you go, I'm going to start Hollywood Brown. That's what I'm. Yeah. And you only want to do it. I think you only want to do it. If you need a high ceiling, if you need a low floor and if you need a low floor and to be sure elsewhere. that you get your points, go elsewhere. Por favor. Someone who had Marquise Brown and dropped him. I would say, I mean, yeah, maybe you can pray for a lot of upside, but he's only had like one, maybe two decent games this entire year. I would say probably not going to happen. Yeah, we saw Des Bryant catch a few catches or catch a few balls. Catch uh, a few catches. Catches, catch a few catches. Had a few catches uh, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Bad Dallas Cowboys defense, revenge game. What are we thinking? Oh, we throwing up the X? Game. We throwing up the X? Des catches you, it this uh, in this game or what? Uh, uh, you, you Revenge what, game. You know what though? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I don't know what the spread on this game is yet. Cowboys. Why, Travis? You're not good against the spread. 
Who are you talking about? I just I just hit the fucking Eagles. Actually, call me an idiot. Actually, actually, you didn't. What do you mean? Check, check the tape. You had the Eagles at plus five when you said it. They they only beat the spread at plus six. It was plus five when I said it. It was plus five when you said it. Are you sure? Yep. We checked the tape. So I so I pushed. No, you lost. No, you lost because they beat six. They beat plus six and a half. It was Fuck. a six. <laughs> I think you're lying now. No, Minch. Uh, you could go back. Listen to listen to Trapdoor to Hell. Everybody you specifically said the spread is five points, and you should take the Eagles. Well, <laughs> well, but hey, the next day they moved the line because I said it. That's true. They, you got them to move the line. I uh, got them to move the line because all the money started going there. Yeah. Oh man, I had to knock you off your high horse a little bit because I knew I knew if you weren't if you didn't bring you didn't bring it up at all today. I was like, he's gonna bring it up tomorrow, but I wanted to get it out there today. Whatever, I don't give a shit. <laughs> kind of mad about it, but I was gonna say you do it, give a shit. It, you conf- it confused me more because on on curveballs and chair shots, uh, cheese said like the Seahawks. I said seven. What I said like seven, which you you were like yeah the 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 Seahawks should be able to win by more than a touchdown, which was, they were doing for like forty five minutes until someone's that, want to throw up a prayer. That's why I got I get confused when all the lines start getting moved and people start <laughs> winging a prayer. Too many numbers. I uh, well, Tyler does hardly work. What he should do is he should listen back and write all the stuff I say down. Yeah, but uh, uh, when I have to listen back and write everything you say down, I'd be writing for four days because you talk so fucking much. It's literally. All right, you guys got anything else to add for this week? Nope. nope. Hopefully, uh, pull off the upset against Travis and I can sneak into the playoffs like the Giants will. And hopefully, hopefully, Cheese does beat Travis, but I beat Cheese. And I hopefully I win and I take that last playoff slot. Fat chance. All right, boys. Uh, for cheese with curveballs and chair shots. I am Travis, and this is Tyler from Trapdoor to Hell. This has been Points and Doinks. Have a good fantasy week. <laughs>